Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Proudly Canadian and making Canada proud. This is the Roy Green Show. We had a lively discussion in the last hour when Dan Kelly joined us, the president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, when we talked about the election budgets, won by Kathleen Wynne that was delivered just a couple of days ago for the province of Ontario. The upcoming election budgets will be from Rachel Notley in Alberta, Justin Trudeau federally in October of next year, and uh, Alberta will be between March 1st and May 31st, and then Mr. Horgan in British Columbia, whenever the romance, the bromance ends between Horgan and Weaver, there will be another British Columbia election. And although I think the Greens are going to do whatever they can, um, first all that, but there will be election promises made and monies aren't there to pay for all the stuff. They're not. I went through some of the numbers. I went through the federal numbers, provincial numbers, and it's not there. And Canadians individually are in huge debt. Well, I know that this is an issue that really resonates with the beauty. So let me bring immediately into the discussion Catherine Swift, who is the former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, now workingcanadians.ca. Ms. Swift, how are you? Great, Roy. Yourself? Huh? How you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> Linda Leatherdale, the former money editor of the Toronto Sun, now vice president of Cambria, Canada. And independent business journalist at lindaleatherdale.com. Ms. Leatherdale, how are you? Roy. I'm doing great. Happy Easter to everybody. Happy Easter. And from the state of California, soon to be returning to Ontario, Canada, a former liberal member of parliament who is a seatmate to the prime minister of this country, Justin Trudeau, Michelle Simpson. Michelle, how are you? I'm just fine, Roy. Everybody's peachy. Yes. Let's begin, uh, and I'll ask your thoughts, if you will, please, on this whole idea of provincial parties that are in government. Usually it's the ones that are in government, and particularly when they're having difficulty polling, that they start to unveil these billions of dollars of promises that are aimed at groups they think they can influence to vote for them. It's money that they don't have. It's money we don't have. It's money subsequent generations, maybe in the multiples, double multiples, are going to have to be paying for because the whole country's in, in the hole. What, what, do you, what do you say about this and the fact that it appears that a significant percentage of the population buys this stuff? Catherine. 
Well, I don't think a lot of what I say you could put on polite radio, Roy. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, listen, it, it just, it's, it's so outrageous, so outrageous. I, I, I've been, as you know, watching budgets, provincial and federal, for decades now and dissecting them and everything else for CFIB and now for Working Canadians. And, and it, oh, it, it just boggles my mind that anybody buys this stuff. Anybody buys it. Well, what I loved is there was a couple of quotes that stood out to me in Ontario with this outrageous big spending budget by a government that just a few weeks ago was, was promising they were going to balance the budget this year, and now they're, you know, almost $7 bill in the hole. One of them was Wynne, who said, we want to make life more affordable for Ontarians. <laughs> They've been doing everything they can to make life less affordable for Ontarians for the whole 15 years they've been in power. And then Charles Souza, the finance minister, said, this has nothing to do with the election. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, oh. it is comedy, but it's kind of tragic comedy. Now, I want you to hear, I want to play something for, for all three of you. But before I ask Linda the same question... Uh, Kathleen Wynne had this to say about the choices that are available to voters. Doug Ford wants to take a bulldozer to a province that has worked so hard to get to this place. No, this is the other one that I wanted, the one where she compares. Okay, have you got it? Okay, let's hear that. This election will come down to the clearest, starkest choice in this province's history. We, it will. We can go forward with the agenda that I've outlined, or we can go backward with Doug Ford. It's a choice between care or cuts. Linda? <laughs> Kathleen Wynne, give your head a shake. In the 15 years, well, she's the most unpopular premier, I think. Uh, and look at what she's done. She's made it less affordable for Ontario. We are the worst economic province in the Confederation now, and, Kathleen, uh, and Catherine's right. Now we're going right back in, and she says it's not election goodies. She also hiked taxes. There's a, she made some reforms on taxes, so I'll be paying higher taxes effective July 1. Come on, guys. You are so right, Roy, when you said we are in hot water, and we've got these socialist governments who believe we can spend, 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 and we can put it off to a rainy day. But today's debt are tomorrow's taxes, and I worry about our children. So if you have young people listening in, don't be fooled by this. Please. Well, it looks as though, according to some of the polling, that a significant percentage, or maybe one quarter, of the population in the province of Ontario think this budget is a good idea. Uh, Michelle Simpson, your thoughts on the above, and bring into, into context for us as well, please. What happens federally? Is it the same thing? Should we expect from the federal government next year, if Mr. Trudeau's polling continues in the direction it's been going for some time, that he and uh, Jerry Butts and Bill Morneau will come up with a package of goodies that it really would put Catherine Wins to shame? Oh, Kathleen Wynne. It's going to be identical federally. And uh, I'm with Catherine and Linda on this, except that I'm a lot more cynical. Uh, this is all about buying votes, mm -hmm. and we know it is. And it isn't about delivering, because a lot of what they promise never gets delivered. So the money doesn't get spent. It lapses, and uh, it sounds good. Not that, you know, I want want to see them spend it. But 
voters have short memories, unfortunately, and a lot of it won't get spent. Yeah, and they're talking about, uh, I'm looking, I've got the numbers here. I'm, I have all of them among all of this paper here. But you're right, there, is, there are programs where it quite clearly says, and one of them is the $2.2 billion that is supposed to be there for people who need early childhood care assistance. $2.2 billion for some, for some. And the, and the writers on that are quite considerable. Look, we don't have the money. It's not there. We, the, the province is $312 billion in debt. The country's in debt. The, uh, Alberta is, uh, is in debt. That would never, we never thought we would see that. British Columbia is in, 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 in increasing debt. Yeah. And, and Canadians individually are in debt. And let's not forget, we are actually in a period of economic growth right now. And Isn't that should good be very point. wary about claiming credit for that, of course, which, of course, they will anyway. And frankly, any political party would, so I'm not trying to be at all partisan yeah. here. But the whole world is in a growth phase right now. However, things are slowing. Did you notice Canadian GDP dropped slightly yes. in January? Yeah, I, know. I, saw the Dow, I saw the Dow drop 700 yeah. the other day. Yeah, <laughs> latest data is down. Um, and, in fact, it's been down or flat for a few months now. Mm-hmm. So... When governments are spending, like drunken sailors, with apologies to drunken sailors, no. uh, when things are growing, this next recession, I'm sorry, it is going to be horrific. And if people don't think Stop. that's going to hurt them, they're crazy. Yeah, it's you're gonna right. It's going to hurt everybody. And I resent the drunken sailor remark. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I made my apologies. Having right. been one <laughs> on more than one occasion. Well, I had the I had the rank of ordinary seaman standard, which is the <laughs> lowest rank in the navy, and I fought very hard to stay there. Well, I, I'd give them a lot more credit than I'd give our governments right now. Listen, for what it's worth. listen. If we couldn't afford it, we'd beg for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> and at least you were spending your own money. <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back more with more from Catherine and Linda and Michelle. I want to talk to them about NAFTA, or the, also the little, the you know, the interprovincial sniping, economic sniping that's taking place now. Uh, there's Alberta taking, uh, you know, warning shots at British Columbia, and uh, now Saskatchewan's Premier Scott Moe has added his voice, saying to BC, "If you continue to try to delay the pipeline extension, when we're going to respond, and one of the things we have available to us is to cut our oil deliveries and supply for British Columbia." So. That could get nastier. And uh, the United States wants a NAFTA deal by the 1st of July because the Mexican election takes place. And uh, there's going to be a socialist president, more than likely, in Mexico at that time. And he also, Mr. Trump, wants uh, wants the NAFTA deal done before the U.S. midterms. So we'll come back and talk to the beauties about that. He always got straight A's, but his report card said he talked too much. This is the Roy Green Show. Well, the reason I'm in talk radio is that my former boss, Don Luzzi, what a great guy, former president of our company, used to say to me when I did a morning show, music show, one of those music shows, Green, you talk too much. Play the music. And one day he called me into his office and said, okay, go do a talk show. That was a long time ago. Uh, I want to mention to you that tomorrow we're going to have a special guest, 
We're going to begin the program with an exclusive story. You won't have heard it anywhere before. And it's the story of a man who was an employee of a major Canadian police service and was so drastically bullied and harassed that his spirit was destroyed. This is not a man you would expect to be so affected, but it happened, and he and his lawyer are going to share his story exclusively tomorrow on this program in the first hour. Now, back to Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson, at Michelle Simpson on Twitter. And uh, they are the beauties, I'm the beast, and here's the rest of our conversation. Now, what about, Michelle, the sort of grumpiness um, bordering on belligerence, bordering on, um, you know, gloves off, let's go, Attitudes that are starting to go public between British Columbia and Alberta, with BC having more of a, you know, sort of on the defensive, Alberta on the offensive, and now Saskatchewan's in on it as well. What do you make of that? Well, Roy, you know, it's bad enough that we have to fight globally for, you know, but this infighting is ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. And it has no place. Um, it's not unlike uh, the 70s when, you know, uh, the premier of Alberta said, let the eastern bastards freeze. And everybody remembers that. And, you know, no good is going to come of this as far as I'm concerned. But, Michelle, what, what was common between the 70s and now? We had somebody named the name, Trudeau, the name, the name, the last name of the prime minister. Yeah, the last name of the prime yeah, minister. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It was Trudeau, and it w- wasn't it Lougheed that was the premier? Yeah, no, it was Klein. Yeah, it was. That's right. Wasn't but it Klein? Oh, it was Lougheed. No, it was Lougheed. He was mayor of Calgary at the time. That's right. I, wor- I should know that. I worked there at the yeah. time. Yeah, it was Klein <laughs> as mayor this, of Calgary. But, but frankly, this though, Trudeau is trying. Will not take. Stand. Yeah, he's he got wants to please everybody. Yeah. He's got the Paul Martin syndrome. Yeah, that was wonder. But I don't. Know. We have people in BC disobeying the law. We talked about Elizabeth May, you know, last week. We have yeah. the premier and there's Bern- the mayor of Burnaby, who's also trying to use every every little law and every little quirk to delay this project. They are all disobeying the law. And the fact we have no leadership at the at the federal level in Trudeau, he's not a leader. He's like you say, he's a sad, you know. He, he just wants everybody to like him, and you better not be in politics if you want everybody to like you because it's not going to happen. But yeah. you know, just obey the law. Is it, is it really that hard? We are a country that should be based on law, and we usually are. Mm-hmm. And they are all defying the law. Legal decisions have been made, made, and made again. And they're all saying no, no, no. We're gonna, we're gonna thwart that, however we can. Do you know what happens when, when yeah. you when you don't have a leader? You get Lord of the Flies. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Piggy. Yeah, Piggy. piggy. Remember Piggy? <laughs> well, no, Piggy and Lord of the piggy, Flies. Piggy, Piggy, Remember? Piggy. Lost his glasses. That was the end of Piggy. Dust. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, you're being uh, quiet. <laughs> well, I just don't want to talk over everybody. But Catherine made a point, and I just want to say this. The economy in January, we actually shrank by 0.1%. 
That's something you worry about. And you know what it is? Oil led that down 7% because we've got shutdowns, etc. So Trudeau and everybody fighting the pipeline better wake up because when we go back to the net debt, we are paying, ready for this, total governments are spending $63 billion on interest alone to pay for our gluttonous debts across this country. And yeah. so if the economy starts to cool like this and we can't get it going, I'm sorry, Catherine's right, we're in a huge mess here. You know what a friend of mine said to me earlier today, and I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say who it is because I want him to be able to do that uh, when he comes I'm just on the air, but I just want to tell you briefly what he said was, Canadians, he'll say it better than I, Canadians, many Canadians have gotten to the point where they now believe so strongly that they have to make a personal statement to, uh, to assist the environment that they will accept um, negative things being done to them if the de- deliverer of the message says it's for the environment. Do you know what I'm what I was saying? Uh, no, I, I believe they're, that they're drinking the Kool Aid, Roy. Is we, exactly yeah, what yeah, saying. yeah. Well, drinking I, the Kool Aid. You, know, you said it so better, much better than me. <laughs> Took me a long time to get there. Okay, so NAFTA. Donald Trump wants NAFTA done by July the first. Mexican election. Socialist president wants it done before the midterm elections. Is this something that Canada can properly take advantage of? Do we have the um, Do we have the punching power to make that uh, to make that happen? Anybody? No. No, we don't. No, In I a word, agree. no. Okay, this, then. This is a U.S.-Mexico deal. Um, we, you know, Canada, I, I don't think, to, to be fair, I don't think our government has handled the whole NAFTA thing terribly. I think there's been some exceptions to that. But Trump is a loose cannon, as we know. He's unpredictable. And one thing, you know, one day it's one thing, and the next day it's a totally other thing. But I think in this one... I, I can't see how we can be a, a force for something positive. So what? So what do we do then? Do we say all right, fine? So you want, uh, Mr. Lighthizer, you want it done by July the first. That's what the president is telling you. So we're going to do it. We're going to go along with you, uh, and here's what we would like in return. And we we're, we're modest, really modest about our expectation. Does that get us more? than if we try to play the calendar? No. No? I don't believe. Okay. And Mexico better be careful because they rely on the U.S. 80% of their exports go to the United States. So this is something... They're not going to take a stand. By the way, that's kind of like our numbers, eh? Yep. Like our numbers are not that different. <laughs> so what's going to happen then? What what, do you, what, 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 here is, what, what, and what, what, <laughs> so Catherine, what, what, and what do you expect and when do you expect it? And we've got well, 30 seconds. I, I, I mean, let's face it. This is totally random. Throw the dice. But I can't imagine this deal is going to get done before the Mexican election. I just can't. Yeah. It's been, it's been, you know, it's been procrastinated on. It's been put off several times in many, many instances. There's tons of issues yet to be resolved in in the whole NAFTA thing. So the fact of it happening that quickly, I just can't believe it will happen. Okay, beauties. Ça, c'est ça. That's that. Happy Easter. À la prochaine fois. Yep. Next Saturday, same place, same time. Okay. <laughs> Catherine Swift, Linda Levendale, Michelle Easter. Simpson.